Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And good Saturday morning. Last Saturday morning show for 2019. Last Saturday morning show of the decade. We'll be welcoming in 2020 next week. Well, Martha Spencer is spending uh, the last few closing days of 2019 in Texas on a deer hunt, so I'm here alone along with you. Glad to have you with us, and I know a lot of you wait for this show, the last show of the year. We always do the baddest of the bad boys of the year. We have six nominees for you to cast your vote by texting at 870-870, and we'll get started with it right away. You can either vote by the number or by the name of the case. The first case is the Captain Snapper Napper. Number one, Alberto DeFeo, 47, was caught possessing the limit of undersized red snapper and also over the limit without any licenses. 143 red snapper in his ship's freezer, refrigerators, and galley. 90 of those were undersized. That's number one, Captain Snapper Napper. Number two, the Bear Killer. Dennis Repon, 53 years old of Bastrop, was caught during the 2018-19 season and was sentenced to a $950 fine, possible civil restitution up to $10,000 for illegally taking a black bear with a bow and arrow. The agents who uncovered the case found the black bear head and the hide in his freezer. That is number two, the black bear killer. Number three, the ibis eater. Larry Dozat, 66 years of age, took an ibis and contributed to the delinquency of a juvenile in doing it. His grandson, who was asked to participate by helping clean the bird. Looking at a $950 fine and also contributing to the delinquency of a minor is an additional $500. Possible six months in jail is number three, our ibis eater. Number four, that would be David Poston, 31 years old, and David Cole of He's 29 of Boyce. We call this one the case of the Bobcat Gators, turkeys and drugs, oh my. Yeah, they did it all. Illegal turkey hunting with a rifle, closed season. Uh, They were also cited for having an alligator, no license, closed season. Bobcat, same thing, no license, out of season. And also, to top it all off, possession of marijuana and drug paraphernalia. That's number four, the Bobcats, Gators, turkeys and drugs, oh my case. Number five. The Whooping Crane Killer. Gilvin P. Oakland Jr. killed a whooping crane valued at $93,701.67. And what did Carol Whitehurst, the judge, give him? Two years probation, no hunting and fishing for two years, 120 hours community service, and take a hunter education course. He was not given a fine. He's number five, Gilvin Oakland, a whooping crane killer. And our last nominee, but not least, number six, the Mr. Greedy Venison Miser. Back on September 11th, Wildlife and Fisheries agents got a tip that a LaSalle Parish man had taken 16 deer well over the limit. Clifton Sharp was located. They went to his property where he admitted killing all 16 and used tags belonging to other hunters. 
and was disarranged. Small craft exercising caution. Southeast winds offshore 10 to 15, 3 to foot, 3 6 seas. Can't even say that this morning. <laughs> Inside water, southeast wind 10 to 15 knots with a light chop. Tomorrow, ooh, more rain, 60% chance tomorrow. Wind swapping around from southwest to northwest as the frontal system approaches. A lot of tide movement, 1.7. You catch that and combine it with those northwest winds. You could encounter some very low wintertime tides out there tomorrow. And that's going to be uh, the, the weather forecast. If you are headed out, if you're going to be with us, stick around. We'll be right back with our fishing reports. Uh, we got the uh, new for 2020 Bayou Wild TV preview. And tell you what's coming up on a very special show called Flyways Foulmouth Radio on our More Outdoors. That's from 8 to 9 this morning with Josh Goins. We're going to take a look at the Louisiana duck crisis, the cause, and possible solutions. We're back right after this. You are listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And if you were lucky enough to get some of those shiny new rods, reels, and guns and want to put them to use on this weekend, well, you come to the right place. We'll help you do that. At least we'll try. Let's go down to Shell Beach and welcome Robbie Campo back in town after his travels and find out what the fishing's been like down in St. Bernard. Robbie, how you doing this morning? I'm doing good, Don. How you making out, man? I hope you had a Merry Christmas and, uh, uh, you know, all that other good stuff. Um, yeah, I got this deer hunting stuff out of my system a little bit. Uh, went up to Kentucky. I tagged out up there. I got my buck in my in my three does. So we we had a we had a really 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 good time up there, man. It was fun. Uh, we're good to be back at work. Um, I tell you, Don, forest fishing goes this week. <clears throat> up at the wall at Shellmet was seemed to be the hot spot um, along the channel in the Mystico, and. Uh, you know, up and uh, through Mussolini and, you know, up there's Biloxi Marsh was okay. Um, been seeing a lot of bass being caught <clears throat> in the last couple of days. You know, the water the water's been falling out of here really, really low during the daytime, and those bass are falling out into those deeper channels. Um, you got a little, you got a 15-mile-an-hour wind down here right now at the east-southeast, so that's might, that might make, you know, it's going to hold the water up a little bit but it is going to fall. So um, if you're coming down here, I got a lot of duck hunters this morning. Hopefully you guys will kill something. <laughs> That's been tough too. I heard you talking about the duck population. Um, it, it's been, it's been really, really, really hard for these guys to kill some ducks. I don't know what the solution is, but um, it's been tough. But um, yeah, I mean, a lot of shrimp spend a ticket. If you are a, if you are a plastic fishermen you want to use plastics it seems that the uh, shrimp creole matrix shad has been the has been the bait bar it's been a dynamite bait um chaz and those guys really done a really good job you know uh with these baits they come a long long ways with uh it's from the old shad rig days you know so <laughs> Don, yeah, I tell you, it's yeah. been a it's been it you know um but i would take some live shrimp with me just to have them that's a little insurance policy. I would I would definitely take some live shrimp with us, you know, if you're going out there to go fish this morning. So um, we got plenty on hand. You make a left at that bridge and you come on down and see us, and uh, we're going to be waiting on you. We're going to get you out there. We're going to get you fishing, and uh, hope you know we'll tell you where to go. Hopefully you could just uh, you could get yourself on them, you know. Um, but you're going to catch some fish today. You're going to get a mixed box. You're going to get some freshwater catfish. You're going to get some bass. You're going to get some redfish. You get some trout. So you're gonna have a you're gonna have a little variety pack. So, you know, make a left at that bridge and 
avoid the long lines and come see us. Well, Robbie, I had some pictures sent to me. If any of your customers are looking to get a bunch of a nice big mess of freshwater catfish to maybe do a tailgate fish fry, some of those rigs over there in Lake Bourne are holding tons of freshwater catfish. I guess they came in through the Bonnie Carry and they're, they, they're sucking up to those rigs, I guess, over those little shell pads and stuff. So that would be a good place well, to, to that's make gonna be a that's gonna, that, that might be a little bit hard to get to today, Don, uh, with that wind blowing the way it is. Um, it, you know, because I just checked the buoy. Uh, just before I called in here, and it was it was you know uh, 15 knots. It's been holding 15 knots, and I looked at it throughout the night. It's been you know holding it and steady, and then gusting to 18. So if you're going out there, you better be in a boat that you know can handle it. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. I'll wait for it to slow there. down. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Robbie, right, you know, right. with these uh, with these holidays in the middle of the week, a lot of people get mixed up. What's your New Year's schedule down there at the marina? When are you going to be open Wednesday, or is it going to be self-launch? Oh no, no, no. We're gonna we're gonna be open up, up till nine o'clock in the morning um, on New Year's uh, Day. So then, you know, we all got things we have to go do with family and everything. But uh, <clears throat> other than that, we'll be open in the morning. So if you come on down. You know, you, we'll, we'll be able to take care of you in the morning. And when you come in, you just, you know, roll out. So we, we but we're going to be here. We were here. We were here Chris, uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day till nine o'clock. So, so yeah, come on down. Don't be scared to come down fishing. We're going to be here. Very good. Hey, I want to let you know, uh, mm-hmm. Captain Glenn did a great job on the report while you were gone. Oh man, I I, I saw him uh, day before yesterday. I told him thank you very much for that. You know, Don, we're we all up there. We, we, you know, they all with all the technology they have in the world, they have cell phone towers everywhere except in Princeton. <laughs> it is, it is probably the worst. Now, if you have AT and T service, no problem. But if you got Verizon, yeah. like I have, uh, you know, remember the commercial? You hear me now? No, you don't hear me up there. Uh. <laughs> you can't hear me up yeah. there. It's impossible. Well. So. Well, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a good thing. Sometimes it is, Don. It's not really a bad thing. Okay, Rob. Hey, man, thanks for reporting for us all year long. We really appreciate it. No problem. No problem. Looking forward to doing it again. So, all right, guys. Like I said, hang a left at that bridge. Come on down and see us. We're waiting on you. Happy New Year. You too, buddy. Bye-bye. All right, we come back after this. I'm going to update you on our baddest of the bad boy contest. Getting a lot of votes coming in. Also tell you what else is coming up. We've got some more fishing reports to dig into. And we're going to have a new field report area beginning in 2020. I'll tell you about that. Stay where you are. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And welcome back into The Outdoors Show. Uh, i got a sad note to pass along. Uh, very early this morning I was notified of the passing of Bob Blanchard, uh, those of you who have been around the Metro New Orleans area for a while know Bob. He was well-known in the fishing industry circles. Uh, Bob teamed up with uh, one of the early journalists, though, who wrote for the Tom's Picayune, quite a character by heck, and they started one of the first cable outdoor television shows. Uh, Bob went on to become a pioneer in the Internet sales of fishing tackle and gear and uh, moved to Texas and uh, has been there for several years. So our condolences go out to his daughter, Cheryl, who those of you who have been listening to this program for quite a while know that Cheryl was my phone screener here for probably 10 or 15 years. And I was lucky enough to talk to her on the uh, anniversary show. We did our 30-year anniversary, and uh, that was her dad, Bob. So 
Bob Blanchett, gone but not forgotten, one of the uh, pioneers in the early days of TV and marketing and lure and gear sales in the New Orleans, uh, South Louisiana area. All right, we've got our uh, last show of the decade as well as the last show of 2019. What we do is we pass along the Bad Boy of the Year contestants trying to earn the title of the baddest of the bad. And we ask you to text in your choice. And if you're just getting tuned in and you missed it, I'll run them down again. You can either do the number or you can vote by the name. Number one was the Captain Snapper Napper. Number two was our Black Bear Killer. Number three is our Ibis Eater. You know, Ibis used to be a a legal game bird in Louisiana. It was on the hunting license uh, way back. I've got some old antique ones that showed Ibis season and then that showed closed season for a number of years, and now it is a protected bird. And then uh, that's number three. Number four, bobcats, turkeys, gators, and drugs, oh my. You can only imagine uh, two guys involved in illegal activities with all four of those. That's number four. Uh, Number five is our whooping crane killer, Gilvin O'Quinn, who, I mean, he didn't even get a slap on the wrist for it. A guy in South Dakota killed a whooping crane, got an $85,000 fine. This guy got some probation, some community service, and a free hunter education course, and he's not even a hunter. I don't even know if he fishes, so what what that penalty does, I'm not sure. He is number five, the whooping crane shooter. Number six, Mr. Greedy Venison Miser. And the reason we gave the case that name, 16 deer in one season that he admitted to. Now, there could have been more. Uh, He's looking at fines of close to $20,000. That's number six. So cast your vote, and to do it, just go to our text line, 870-870. We'll either take the number or the name, and we're totaling them up, and we'll give you the winner of the baddest of the bad. Over the years, we've had some pretty bad actors earning that title. All right, uh, here's some text messages coming in from the Lafayette Yacker. Uh, Yeah, he's getting the grill ready. He's going to be watching the game at 3 o'clock. I would think if you like to fish in solitude, probably 3 o'clock this afternoon when the LSU Tigers – uh, play Oklahoma, I think you'll probably be alone in the marsh. And Happy New Year back to you, Lafayette Yacker. And then we hear from Danny Higginbottom. He's in Angie, Louisiana, where the Bucks are on the move. He's waiting for the big boy. Have a Happy New Year. You do the same. And we have, uh, let's see, this one. Oh, it's Toby. Where you been, Toby? <laughs> he said, Gary, and he are back in the saddle with the Skeeter. They hooked up. They headed to Delacroix getting ready for the tournament season, then back on the deer stand tomorrow, and go Tigers. Thank you, Toby. Happy New Year to you. Here's Justin uh, in the Gentilly Wildlife Refuge. The land animals are hibernating. The birds are active, and Mother Nature can't decide what weather she wants. You're right about that. Uh, Dixie Ranch. This is a text from Dixie Ranch Hunting Club. It's on a few nice bucks taken this week. Looking forward to seeing me and Martha on the 11th. Yes, we're going to do a Bayou Wild TV feature on Dixie Ranch uh, Wildlife Management Club, a great organization, was in as one of the founding members, and, boy, it's been around for a long, long time and had a lot of fun out there. All right, and then we get some votes here for the Bobcats, Turkeys, Gators, and Drugs. Got another vote for the Whooping Crane Killer. Uh, got one for the Captain Snapper Napper. Uh, Frankie D says, Great Pecan Brittle. Yes, that is uh, my friend Janice. She makes a specialty. It's kind of like peanut brittle but it's made with pecans and it is like cocaine it, i don't know how cocaine is never tried it but what i see it's addictive and i think this stuff is the same thing uh he's out putting christmas trees in the cement buckets 
And if you wonder why he would do a strange thing like that, uh, Frankie is a very avid crappie, white perch, sockelet, whatever you want to call him, fisherman. And he creates his own structure with Christmas trees and cement buckets, submerges them, and has his underwater structure. All right, here's another vote for the whooping crane killer, another vote for the uh, Captain Snapper Napper, and uh, the Ibis Eater gets a vote for Gluttony, and we have another vote for the Greedy Venison Miser, and then Mo- Roland Cortez, he's in Stuttgart, Arkansas. He's trying to get some speckle geese and some ducks. Been a little slow of late with the warm weather. Speaking of ducks, don't forget, coming up at 8 o'clock, the premiere of a new feature called Flyways Fowl, F-O-W-L, Mouth Radio. Talk about the Louisiana duck crisis and what are some of the possible causes, some very alarming trends in waterfowl migration, and are there any solutions? We'd love for you to tune in and participate, and I'll tell you how to do that a little bit later on. Here's another vote for the Captain Snapper Napper. Get your votes in. you still got some time to do it. We'll be announcing the winner as we go off right about 7 o'clock. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, I mentioned we're going to have uh, new field reports coming in in 2020. I'm not sure the start date exactly and what time in the show we'll be doing it, but we're going to get some Cocodry, Doulars, some Terrebonne Parish reports uh, from our friends at Cocodry Charters. Jim Kessler, Captain Johnny Boy Patterson, Captain Henry will be giving you up-to-the-minute reports on what the latest action is down in Terrebonne Parish area. So be tuned in for that for 2020. I uh, also wanted to remind you, uh, get your votes casted for the baddest of the bad boys. That's what the uh, the show is we do today. It's the last show of the year, and this one being the last show of the decade. Uh, we we Those of you who are regular listeners, if you're not a regular listener, it's maybe the first time you tuned in. Each week we pick an egregious outdoor criminal, someone who breaks the law. And we don't do people who uh, minor slip-ups or misidentification or miscounting. Uh, minor violations, we we never do that. But the ones that are just blatant and egregious violations of hunting and fishing laws, we give we honor them and we call them the bad boys of the outdoors. Occasionally we've got some girls, not quite as often. And the last show of the year, we pick out the top nominees. Sometimes it's four, times five, six. We got six this morning. And what we do is we give you that case number and you cast your vote for the one that you think was the, the worst, the baddest of the bad boys for the year of 2019. And right after the station identification pause, I'll run them down again for you in case you just tuned in and cast your vote. Getting a lot of votes coming in. In fact, I'm getting maybe as many votes for the judge, Carol Whitehurst, uh, with that less than a slap on the wrist sentence on the whooping crane killer than anyone else. I'll run them down for you right after we let our local stations tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque. Radio Network. And here we go. All right, here's case number one. The Captain Snapper Napper, Alberto Abad de Feo, possessing over-the-limit and undersized snapper. He had 143 red snapper in his freezer, and 90 of those were undersized. Boy, that does a lot for conservation. huh? That's number one, bad boy number one. Number two, that is uh, the case of the black bear killer. Uh, we had someone who killed a black bear with his bow during bow season, and if I'm not mistaken, I think this is the one where, you know, most of the bears have, are chipped in Louisiana and released. And I believe that the chip led them to the freezer where the the head and the hide was. I'm pretty sure that was the case. Anyway, the black bear killer is case number two. Uh, case number three, uh, that is going to be the ibis eater. And, again, the ibis are a protected, federally protected bird. 
and uh, they were almost wiped out by market hunters back around or before the turn of the century. And since the, I think it was in the 30s or 40s, they took them off the uh, game list and made them protected birds. We had a guy, him and his grandson went and killed it. He got the grandson to help him clean it, and then they ate it. He's number three, the ibis eater. Uh, number four, and this, uh, boy, they, they, they didn't miss much, this group. Uh, David Poston of Woodworth and Daryl Cole of Boyce. Uh, no licenses, all out of season for turkeys, bobcats, alligators. And to top it all off, they was had possession of a joint and some drug paraphernalia. That's number four, bobcats, gators, turkeys, and drugs, oh my. Case number five, that's the whooping crane killer, Gilvin Oquan Jr., uh, it was sentenced by Judge Carol Whitehurst uh, back on uh, November the 1st. He pled guilty. At first he, he was trying to say he didn't do it, and then he changed his mind, and I guess he made this bargain, and he got a heck of a bargain. Two years probation where he can't hunt a fish, 120 hours of community service. I bet we're going to get a lot out of him for that. And he has to take a hunter education course, which is free and paid by the state. And I forgot to mention, his lawyer also had the nerve to appeal this. And they were going to have to pay $30 because he thought the sentence was too stiff. And we got a guy in South Dakota paid 85000 This particular bird was valued at over $93,000. So that's number five, a whooping crane killer. And by the way, later in January, I believe it's January 21st, we've got our eye on another case. We have a guy who shot two whooping cranes in Louisiana. He's going to court. Fortunately, it's not going to be in Judge Carol Whitehurst's court. It'll be a different court. That's number five. Number six is the greedy venison miser. Sixteen deer. He admitted to killing them, used other people's tags to tag them. He has been fined somewhere in the neighborhood of over $18,000. Clifton Sharp of LaSalle Parish. Uh, you got to be greedy. Sixteen deer he killed. Yep, that's number six. Cast a vote. You want to know how to do it? Simple. 870-870. You just send us a text. It'll come right at you. All right, coming back after this break, uh, we're going to catch up with Captain Kirk. They're over there in the Hackberry area fishing and hunting their way around (laughs) to New Year's in between this Christmas New Year's break. We'll be back with their report for you right after this timeout on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, hopefully we'll get a report in from Captain Kirk. I know these guys get busy, particularly on these Saturday mornings when they're trying to get the customers out into the blind, get people their breakfast and Get all that gear ready, and uh, we'll be talking to him as soon as we can get through to him. If not, we'll get him a little bit later on. Speaking of later on, uh, if you're going to be with us for more outdoors from 7 to 9, we're going to start off with Grady Galliano from the island, huntheisland.com. Beautiful place down in the Desalmonds area off Highway 90. Uh, in addition to the waterfowl and the alligator and the exotics and the white-tailed deer and everything else they got going there, uh, Grady's going to tell us about the upland bird hunting. They now have quail, chucker, and pheasant hunts. It's about 40 minutes south of New Orleans. Wonderful place. It is indeed an island. Great accommodations, beautiful lodge, and he'll tell you more about how you can get a hunt in. Whether you like to hunt pheasant on a tower shoot or if you want to do it behind pointing dogs, uh, they've got it set up for you. Then from uh, 8 to 9, uh, we're going to have the Foul Mouth Radio, first one, put on by Flyway Federation and uh, Walker Ram. Uh, Josh Goins is going to join me. He's in the duck blind right now. We're going to talk about the Flyway Federation, how and why it was formed, who belongs to it, and what they see as their mission in trying to reverse what I consider a crisis as far as waterfowl in Louisiana. 
Uh, the future of waterfowl hunting in Louisiana is not a very pretty picture. A lot of reasons for that. Some we have a lot of control over. Some we have none or very little. And we'll discuss all of that. with. And to find that program, uh, it's a live stream show. And you go to radio.com and look for the 105.3 FM HD2 station on radio.com. And you can use your iPhone or your desktop and listen to the program. And don't forget to comment. We'll give out the telephone number on the show. And also you can text us at that 870-870, which a lot of people are making use of this morning because this is our bad boys uh, baddest of the boys year for the year for the contest. And let me see what we're getting in here on my text board. Uh, here's one that says, shame on all of them. Very difficult to choose the worst. Whooping crane killer gets my vote. They're facing extinction. I'd like to give that judge a piece of my mind. What was her name? She should hide in disgrace. Um, well, her name is, happens to be Judge Carol Whitehurst, and I think she should hear from people who are upset about the decision. She's there to represent us and uh, apply justice to the criminals. And if you think killing a, an endangered, actually a threatened and endangered species, and uh, for basically no reason when you hear the story. In fact, if you want to hear see the whole sentence, go on my website, DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com, and we've got all the, uh, the testimony from the, the, the trial, the hearing of where he was sentenced, and I tell you, it'll it'll make you sick. Anyway, Judge Carol Whitehurst, if you want to uh, comment to her about the job she's doing with Outdoor Outlaws. All right, um, let's see, here we go. We've got a lot of votes coming in. Joseph Valley of Abbeville, he also votes for the Whooping Crane Killer. Here's a, a, a wish that everyone has a great new year from my friend the Irish Kunas. wonder if he's fishing this morning. And then Eric Mohabarak, uh, we're going to be hearing shortly from Brendan Bayard. Uh, he's our alternating field reporter for the Paddler's Report. Eric does it on the opposite weeks, and he's got a little uh, wish for everyone's happy holidays. And he's talking about those freshwater catfish I was talking to Robbie about. He says they're feeding on, feeding on clams in Lake Pontchartrain and Lake Bourne. Yeah, I guess they got to find something to eat, and as soon as the salinities return, they'll probably head up into the rivers. But right now you can catch them in those Open bodies of water. All right, then we've got um, <laughs> a vote for the judge of the whooping crane killer. It's the baddest of the bad. Um, Roger in, in uh, Tyler Town giving us a heads up. And then we got a vote on the bobcats, turkeys, gators, and drugs. Oh, my. Uh, from Red Dirt Country, the vote is for the venison killer. Well, that's actually the venison miser. But 16 deer, that's a lot of deer. All right, again, if you're just tuning in, and I'll give you a brief rundown. We're getting a lot of votes in. This is the show where we ask you to pick the baddest of the bad boy for the year 2019. The the Captain Snapper Napper, 143 Red Snapper, that's number one. Uh, Dennis Repon of Bastrop, Black Bear Killer, got caught with the head in the hide in his freezer. That's number two. Uh, the Ibis Eater, that's Larry Doze. I wonder if he's got any good recipes for Ibis. And contributing to the delinquency of a juvenile. He is number three. And then number four. Number four is the Bobcats, Turkeys, Drugs, Gators, Oh My case. That's uh, David Poston and Daryl Cole. Then the Whooping Crane Killer, Gilvin Oquant Jr., sentenced by Judge Carol B. Whitehurst for the killing of an endangered whooping crane, valued 
at over $93,000. And then finally, but not least, the greedy venison miser. And that would be Clifton Sharp. They went on his property in LaSalle and Catahoula Parishes and after they saw the goods, he finally admitted to killing 16 deer, used tags, belonged to other hounders, and they booked him into the LaSalle Parish Jail. His total amount of fines and civil restitution, civil restitution being over and above criminal fines that are outlined in, in, in the statute, you can also be fined for paying back to the state the value of whatever it is you took. And in the case of 16 deer, and they've got different prices on all game and fish and seafood, and the, the better the deer is, if it's a trophy deer, it's worth more than a doe. And his 16 came to civil restitution. They were averaged about $1,000 apiece. And then with the criminal fines, he's looking at over $18,000 in fines. But he did manage to kill 16 deer. All right, uh, let's see. Here's someone that says maybe the Justice Department needs to get Magistrate Kingsmill out of retirement. There would be very few bird hunters. That's from the Lafayette. And someone said I should have put the judge on the list. Yeah, maybe I should have done that, but it's a little late for that now. But I tell you what, if you want to do the judge, we'll we'll, do, we'll give you a, a two for one. <laughs> the killer and the judge will be number five. And if you either one of those. Cast number five, and we'll tally it in for you. All right, coming back after this, we're going to talk to Daryl Carpenter. Boy, he and I went and got some sheephead. Looked like everybody's getting in on it now, and this is the time of the year for it. We'll tell you some pointers on where and how you can find them and get a Grand Isle Area Fishing Report from Daryl Carpenter. RealScreamers.com. He's next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And let's check in with Captain Daryl Carpenter, find out what's happening down in Grand Isle on this, uh, well, we're getting close to the new year. Captain Daryl, Happy New Year, my friend. And Happy New Year, Don. I hope it all goes well for you. It holds plenty of prosperity. The same to you. You know, Daryl, I don't know if it's just me or my imagination, but have you noticed a lot more pictures if you've been looking on social media of people catching sheepheads since we did that feature? I think some people got the message. Well, and and typically it does during the holiday season, and I mean it. It was the timing of it was perfect because, you know, if you go line the side of the road and and look at the bridges and so forth, uh, I fished one of those bridges yesterday. We drove by there when the tide changed, and they weren't throwing for trout and reds. The people were they looked like they were sackleye jigging right next to the pilings. So yeah, I mean as as much as it's become a, uh, you know, as much as. People say, oh, it's a trash fish or whatever. There's a whole lot of people that go after them to put that meat in the freezer. Well, we want to invite people to be watching for your cleaning method when it comes on. Uh, well, they can go to my website and go back and look at the season, the last week's feature, or uh, wait for the Bayou Wild version, and we're going to do a little bit uh, longer uh, segment on it. Well, what's happening this weekend? Are you guys getting some of that breezy wind down there this morning? Actually, Don, I don't want to jinx myself, but it's beautiful this morning compared to yesterday. Yesterday was really strong, and God, uh, I wish we did as much fishing yesterday as we did hiding from the rain. Um, this week has been a little bit of up and down, to be honest with you. It, it's, you know, it hasn't been the best of fishing, and even though the tides, you know, your tide charts are a little bit low right now, we've, it hasn't been a problem with moving water because with the winds blowing, we've had plenty of water moving. It's just nothing seems to have been ganged up this, this week. Um, you, regardless of where you went, we caught a trout. Uh, but a lot of times it was a trout. And then, you know, you, you would think there'd be more, and nope, it just shut down and move on. 
sheep head. A sheep head the same way. We we caught plenty of sheep head, but none of them were really ganged up. You catch two, three here, two, three there. None of those big schools yet. Same thing with red. It's just been a little bit goofy this week. It hadn't quite figured it out as to what. The water has remained remarkably clean. Um, I did get a report from one of the boats fishing a little north of me up toward the Lafitte area. In areas they're normally catching redfish, they were catching sackalay. But we don't we don't have a salinity problem down here. But those fish are somewhere in between us right now. Either that, or they're taking a little bit of a Christmas break and snoozing on the couch because they ate too much last week. <laughs> Darrell, do you expect to uh, have some real low tide conditions when that wind switches around the northwest? And we got a pretty strong <clears throat> tide movement. You know, if you're going to be up in the interior marshes, you might want to just keep your eye on that uh, water depth. Yeah, you it, now the good thing is with this south with east wind all day yesterday, south wind today, it, it's going to have a lot of water to work with. But I understand this one's going to be one of those double barrel fronts, and it's supposed to be a pretty strong one. Uh, so yeah, the, uh, a day or two after the front, it's going to blow the water out, probably muddy it up a little bit, like what you and I had an issue with. And then, you know, it'll, it'll clean up a little bit after that. But you're right, especially on those lower tides, you're going to have to pay attention to where you are and how you got there. Because a lot of times you might be fishing good water, but it's it's getting back because you got to cross these shoals and these in these shallow areas. So, <clears throat> but that'll be a couple of days after the front because it's got a lot of water to work with right now. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, uh, did you see anybody or talk to anybody along the road? You know, it's been busy right down there along Highway One for people that want to make a quick trip and uh, put that new fishing reel to work and just fish right there from the bank. Maybe bring the kids down there. How's that been working? Well, it, it has, and, and it was up until about Christmas Day. Now, the last couple of days, like I said, it has slowed down a little bit, whether it be that lower tide range that we're having. We still have moving water because of the because of the winds that have been blowing, but the tide range hasn't been real big the last few days. So it, unless that was it or, or just, you know, this goofy fluctuating weather that we we got to get used to in South Louisiana, Christmas Day was the peak. Uh, the people that did come out and fish Christmas Day, Seem to do really well, and the reports have kind of died off a little bit since then. Um, could be effort. Could be just as not as many people there doing it. Uh, I hit one of the bridges yesterday. I was one of four people there. Um, it, it could also be that the catch has actually slowed. They're seeing the same thing that we are. That you know, we're just you can't you, you know you can't bingo every day. Every now and then, you got to have one of those days that scratches your head and says, "Where do these fish go?" And that's what we've had the last couple of days. And it's probably just a weather anomaly. It's going to bounce right back, and hopefully it bounces back today. Well, we're looking at a whole new 365 new days in 2020 to get out there and get to some fishing. And I want to thank yep. you for being there each and every week, giving us reports on your area down there. I know a lot of people really appreciate getting that information from you guys. Oh, yeah, Don. And, and look, we appreciate having you and, and for everything you do for the industry and for us. Um, I mean, Happy New Year, and like I said, I hope it brings nothing but smiles and prosperity. All right, so uh, realscreamers.com is the website. You can also find him on my webpage, and the telephone number is, Darrell, if somebody wants to call and get trip information from him. 225-937-6288. And don't forget, we've got a very important boob tube moment coming this afternoon. (laughs) <laughs> there'll be a lot of people in front of it no <laughs> doubt about that maybe they'll be frying up some sheephead too for a little tailgate party who knows yes sir thank and you no Darryl. happy new year thought, 
Those sheephead we caught made a whole lot of smoked fish dip for the holidays, too. Happy New Year, Doc. That's what I know. That's what I know. You got a good recipe there. All right. When we come back after the top of the hour, we're going to update you on our baddest of the bad boy for 2019 contest. We're also going to get a paddler's report from Brendan Bayard. Mike Gallo, the forensic fisherman, joins us. And Ryan Lambert, see if we can uh, sneak into his duck blind, get a duck report and a fishing report from Plaquemines Parish. All that's coming up over the next hour. And then I'll tell you what's coming up again on More Outdoors. We're here from 7 to 9 on a live stream program. Hope you'll be there with us. You are listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque. Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.